WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate theories to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies, reviews, and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to Uncommon Place. Howdy, my name is JR. If this is your first time listening to West Virginia Uncommon Place, I'd like to thank you for listening to this show. Now, with this episode right here, Podcast Wars, there is some sensitive language that is used in it, and it's used in a little bit of anger, so please caution when you listen. So now, just to give a little bit of insight on what went on with Good Pods and our interaction before you even start, I am a medium-tier podcaster, that's what we've dubbed ourselves. I'm a podcaster that has a significant amount of downloads, and I'm not at the point where I'm as big as the people that that host conferences, stuff like that. I'm just a normal average person like anyone else. And I strive to provide other podcasters that are just like me, you know, the working class and even other people that aid us with stuff, they're fine too. But I try to aid indie podcasters with this simple fact of a rational and a reality when it comes to podcasting. I don't want to sugarcoat and sell you all these dreams and all this other stuff. That's not what I'm here to do. There's a bunch of other people that are here to help enhance your show and do all that extra stuff. I do basic consultant work. I do stuff to help the podcasters get a hit. And I don't charge anything. I don't do anything like that because I'm trying to help. And anybody that charges, I'm not disrespecting you, but here's the story that goes with Good Pods. Good Pods, along with other alternate podcasting apps, Bullhorn, all kinds of other ones, they always hype you up. To put your show with them, don't go, they don't necessarily tell you not to go mess with the big guys, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of these places, but they want you to create a niche, and that's the word I'm using, a niche, by using their podcast service to build your show up and to let their analytics and the superlatives they give you, because they'll let you know that you're the number one show on Good Pods. And I noticed, and maybe this was me just being a little out of sorts, my show does very good with its numbers. No disrespect to anybody or anything like that. And I'm not trying to take away from anybody that doesn't have numbers like I do. But I kind of wonder, like, why does my show not chart on Good Pods? So Stacy and I and other podcasters over time that do not use Good Pods, because at first I was about Good Pods. I was like, oh, it's a nice alternative. Hopefully it'll be like Bullhorn. Maybe it'll last a little bit longer and be stronger than Bullhorn FM. But in its case, Good Pods was fraudulent. And where they were fraudulent, you can go in and you can check this out on my Instagram. You can follow it anywhere you want to go to see this. Basically, the top five podcasts, two of the podcasts are legitimate. The other three, the top listeners for their shows, which you can go in and if you need the instructions on how to go do this, you can go in and see, and this is by fault of good pods, three of those top five podcasts, the top listeners are the podcaster. Now, me, for integrity and stuff like that, people would say that people go out here and buy their numbers and do all this stuff, or that's what I did. And I didn't do that. I've done it through straight organic growth with the help of some aids. 
Snapchat being number one. Number two, copyright AI, be it Podflow or be it CapShow. Next, the third thing that I did was I befriended every guru, podcast, aficionado, or whoever claimed to be the best at what they do. And I sampled from each one of them. I took the good parts of what they do, and then I took the fantasy out of what they tell you. And in doing that, when people come talk to me and we have conversations, I'm not a coach. So there's no session. When you talk to me, you talk into a genuine human being, and I will give you my assets. I will show you what I have and what I bring to the table. In turn, I will still turn you to the Deidre Shins of the world, the Alex Filippos of the world, people that generally are out here trying to help you. And then there's other people that have been in podcasting a long time, so they're historians of podcasting. I'm not going to name drop every single person. But before this show starts, I just wanted to get that out there because me and Stacy intensely went through, we looked over these podcasts, we looked over other shows that we follow. I interact with over 200 podcasters every month on some facet, be it social media, personal phone calls, whatever. And a lot of people were getting very hype about Good Pods and showing off these stats. And I wouldn't get necessarily upset, but the thing that got me was, was like, how is Good Pods naming this certain show that's not even categorized in this genre? number one in this place. And why, why would they do this for people? Give them superlatives. And I understand some people need participation trophies and that is fine. But my thing was this, why on any good day, a hardworking podcaster such as myself or such as the King Germs from the Frocast, the Julios from um, Frankly Francisco, the guys in Cleveland with four too many podcasts. There's so many podcasters that I could name that go out here and work hard at their craft. They go every week. Sometimes we don't even get the views. We don't get everything right there up front. It's a gradual pace. Some people don't get a thousand downloads in a day. Some people get a thousand downloads in a month. And for those people that get that, it's discouraging to see podcasts that are lesser known. Like one show that I was that I showed, for instance, was a a show that only had 17 episodes. How could it be ranked in the top five with 17 episodes unless they were a celebrity? And doing our research, we checked the Instagram, we went everywhere else, and this person didn't have that kind of popularity. It's because they listened to their show 1,700 times. Now, that being said, I hope you all enjoy this episode, and I hope that we can keep bringing things to the forefront. And one thing to all podcasters that listen to this episode, you are great at what you do. Nobody can ever knock you for what you do. You are the best in the world at what you do. Other podcasters are the best in the world at what they do. But the one thing that we're all good at is turning on the microphone and expressing ourselves. So that's the main message I want to give to any podcaster. Secondly, if you're out here fudging your numbers or you're out here elevating your numbers by any means, because it doesn't have to be just good pods, because there's podcast services that will give you downloads. You can buy $100 for 100 downloads or whatever the costs are. If you're using these services and you're using authentic listeners, supposedly, you're still cheating the system. Organic growth comes in certain formats, but strategic growth and things like that can be learned from these SEO masters, can be learned from these people that have taken their show to these levels in different places. Heck, you can go listen to Alex Filippo. You can listen to Dave Jackson. You can go listen to any of these people out here that put out education for you every week and you can move your show. You can follow what I said about the QR codes. You can follow my strategy with Snapchat and collaborate with podcasters that way and get your show known. 
So in closing, enjoy the show. And I hope you all circle back around and listen to some previous episodes and continue to listen. I'm JR and I'm signing off. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. And from time to time, I have to go over certain things. I have to look at processes and how I produce a podcast. A podcast comes out as simple as this. Stacy and I, if we're doing Sparrows under review, or if we're doing West Virginia and Commonplace on a dual effort, we get the Zoom recorder, we hook the headphones up, Stacy goes tat-tat-tat-tat, or something different, and we start recording the show. We have an outline for the show in our minds. We don't necessarily write everything down. So the one key thing I want to explain to people is there's two different types of unscripted shows. An unscripted show still has a script to it. It has a format to it. A show where you just come off the dome and whatever, that's truly unscripted show. Like it don't have no cause or effect or any or up and down, any rise in action, any of that literary device stuff that we were taught. So in general, everybody has a way to do their show. And I respect how anybody does their show. We do it off the cuff now. We start recording before we're recording and it has benefited us. So I was doing some digging and I hear that people enjoy good pods and good pods is a great place to go in a good ecosystem to build your podcast. And it's a good community for podcasters to reach people for whatever reasons. But one thing I've noticed that is real naughty that should not be happening is podcasters listening to their own show 400 times to get ranked on good pods. People actually do that? Yes. Like you're telling me there's podcasters out there that legit have time to sit there with their podcast on repeat? Yes. My theory is they probably got like 10 different devices and they're just running it consistently. Right. So let me give you an amazing scenario. So let me throw this in there real fast. You a fake. If you are out there playing your podcast on repeat over and over and over again, just to get your listeners up higher, you're a fake and you need to quit. Yeah. You don't deserve to be a podcaster. So when people ask me about good pods and what's going on over there, no disrespect to them people because I met them at PodFest. They were very informal and not formal at the same time with us. Uh, kind of treated us as Passovers. So I say this, like, if whatever you do on Good Pod to do that over there, that's y'all's business. I don't promote that shit straight up. So I was talking to another podcaster and we were talking about Listen Notes. Listen Notes is a service that derives uh, where your podcast is ranked, gives you a listening score, gives you a global ranking. And I had one person in particular tell me that that stuff was wrong. So I was like, that's fine. You can say that that's wrong. So I went to read Phonic, go to Podchaser. Go to all these different places you can go to look up your stats. And I realized the person that told me this was just mad because their podcast was, doesn't do that well. And they're a prominent podcaster. So this prominent podcaster said that that stuff was inaccurate. So I bit my tongue. I was like, okay, some people have an ego. Mm-hmm. I have a strong ego too. You do. And I know that my podcast does the numbers that it's going to do. But those are legit numbers. You're not sitting here playing your daggone show and repeat right. on all 10 of your Devices you got at the house. So, so this was a scenario I threw at somebody, and we were joking because I talked to a lot of different podcasters. If you have my personal number, you're a friend to me. I'll tell you that. So, any podcaster, King Germ, Dolomite, whoever, Bam, Frankly Francisco, Julio, anybody, we're cool. So, if you work a night shift job, okay, and your night shift job runs from seven to seven, and you have, let's say, you can work at Amazon anywhere, it doesn't matter where you work, but you work a warehouse. Imagine how many electrical outlets you have at your disposal. You're on your forklift, but you got a workstation. You can plug them bad boys up and let them roll. Ten hours a night, 
if you record a 30 minute show. Right. You're doing numbers. And you don't, and it doesn't even have to be pinned on someone that works night shift. I mean, you can do my job and still run that on repeat. I work at a desk eight hours a day. I mean, that's for anybody that sits there and has the capabilities to run episodes. Like to me, you have an iPhone, you have two Androids, you have an, two iPads at the house. One's mine, one's yours. And then we also have three computers between the two mm-hmm. of us. Right there's eight devices you could be setting up and playing those on repeat while we go out and run around all day. Right. And then let me throw the dark horse in there that people fail to forget. They fail to forget those, those Alexa speakers. Mm. Xbox, PlayStation support Spotify. Okay. And on all this other stuff. So you have, if you really look at your arsenal of what you own at home, everybody runs a podcast farm okay. with the items that they have at home. Okay. Well, so basically just stating to some, or for me to understand this, you can't tell me you're a good podcaster just because you have the numbers. Your numbers mean nothing to me anymore. Not you specifically, because I know you're not sitting there playing your stuff on repeat because right. you know I would throw a fit about that. But but this is why like I hate the fact, like I always say success is silent. Mm-hmm. That's This is why I have a, a beef with good pods, because good pods tell these people you're the number one podcast in relationships. But who's really listening to your show? Right. Because my shit charts on Apple and other places. Right. I've never charted on Good Pods because I don't promote it and I don't believe in that fucking filth. Right. And I hate to be that evil about this, but it's something flared up on my phone. Something popped up there? Yeah, because like these people, people want to criticize and say this and that, but these are the same people that are like getting happy. I think we should start blasting names. Cancel these people. If you know somebody sitting there playing their podcast on repeat, Shut them down. Put their name out there on blast. They don't deserve to be in the category with you or anybody else. You know of at least one podcaster out there that is committed. They love what they're doing. They're just not seeing any numbers. True. And they're comparing them to this podcaster right here that has the numbers, that has the rankings. But that's only because they're playing their episodes over and over again. But let me clarify something. They only have rankings in this one arena. It's good pods. When it comes to when I... But how does... how That's where I don't understand. So if I have Spotify and this discussion that you had with me the other day where it changes a certain thing and you're constantly sitting there and playing it on repeat, how does it distinguish the difference between Good Pods and Spotify? All right. So here's an example. If you're on... You have to be in Good Pods app. Okay. And you're listening to that show there. So your RSS feed, where your show originally comes from, which mm-hmm. would be Spotify for podcasters for you. Right. They're going to send it over there to them. Okay. Good Pods is going to send back certain information from the RSS feed to Spotify, which doesn't matter when they give it to them. They're going to give it to them at some point. So they might get it the day after or two days later. Right. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, if I'm sitting here listening to my podcast on repeat in Spotify, and I'm doing it the way that you told me is a possibility of being done earlier this week. Aren't those numbers going to register on Spotify? No. Spotify is only going to give you certain counts for your listens because they're going to look at... Even if they are changing that... Unless unless their IP address changes. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Right. That way you told me changes your IP address. Right, you can change your IP address and you can keep it funneling. Good Pods, on the other hand, you record a 15-minute show. Mm -hmm. Every time you play that show in their system, and only in their ecosystem, 
because they're the only ones that do this. Okay. In their ecosystem, people are bolstering their numbers by playing it on repeat or like this one guy did in particular, because we've been talking about this in the background. With right, everybody. but that's the thing that I don't understand. Like if you can change your IP address every, how often does it reset? You that, said. If you set that bottom. Like it, every hour, right? It'll it will change every time you click off that episode. As that episode yeah. finishes, it will change your IP address. Okay, so what's the difference of someone trying to do that on Spotify compared to Good Pods? Like, I get that you're saying that Good Pods doesn't care about the IP address. What I'm saying is, is it's real simple. On Spotify, it would be the same thing. But Spotify yeah. is not going to tell you that you're the number one podcast in relationships. Right. What Good Pods does is they set these people up to make them think that they're doing something really, really impressive. Which I'm not taking away well, from Well, it, it's not setting them up. It, like, it's not setting you up thinking you're doing something impressive. It's setting, and I'm just going to throw King Germ out there because this is the, his is the only podcast that I know in my head. It's basically saying, if King Germ does this, then you're going to think he's a better podcaster. Right. It's, it, you know, I know that I'm sitting here fudging my numbers, so it's, it's not going to make no difference. I mean... Yeah, I'm going to see that I'm number one in this category and I have think I have boasting rights, but I know they're fake. But you, on the other hand, don't know they're fake. So you're going to see that I'm number one. And and then there's where the where the analytic counters and different things come in to play. So this is the nastiness that they that the top tier podcasters don't want to talk about. They go over to Mopod and all these other places and buy authentic listeners. They're doing the same thing that some dude can do on Fiverr and go buy listeners. Right. And I think that's the stupidest thing ever. And we even seen it. You, you sat there with me mm-hmm. and we seen it. Oh, yeah. Like the, when we were at the, yeah, when we were at PodFest, someone legit said, oh, no, you can buy your listens. You're not a real podcast if you're buying listens. Right. You're not a real podcast if you're sitting there and listening to your own show over and over again. Right. And I say this in reference to an episode. As a podcaster, I can't set a limit on how many times you listen to your show. But three at the maximum to check for quality. Because right. sometimes when I put an episode on Apple, on uh, Spotify or somewhere different, iHeartRadio, it does sound a little different. So unless you're doing your your editing checks, mm-hmm. so that's one time you listen to it, then your final production, so that's three times you listen to it. Yeah, but are you listening before you post the show? Yeah. And do those numbers even count? They don't count. Okay. And then sometimes... So I shouldn't be raising your... Your listener count. And, and then one thing with Spotify, though, if I listen in, inside the, the old Anchor app, mm-hmm. it does give you one listen because I'm listening for clarity. Right. And every podcast should have at least one listen because you should be listening to your show one time and one time only after you put it out to make sure that everything has came out correctly. Right. So I there's no do, dumpster I, juice. Yeah, I do get that. Like, but, I understand that part. And that's what you're for on our show. Like the sparrows under review, I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't listen to it. Sorry, but I mean, I'm not the technical portion. I'm here to insert my two cents and gripe and complain about anything that I feel is fair or unfair. Right. So then, then you have these other podcasters in the medium tier spectrum, or anywhere. I don't care where you are inside right. of it. That get offended when you tell them certain things and you show them certain things. So what I learned is I don't say nothing about my numbers to anybody. The only thing I do with this is if you are a tough podcaster and you come to me and you're like, hey, I do this, I do that. I'll look at your numbers. And when I look at your numbers and I see them and I'm like, oh, this is what you're doing. Well, I'm going to run them through my tools Mm because I've got tools that are going to let me know if you're buying them or not. Podchaser, you can go through anything to look at these things. So like when that one person told me that listen notes wasn't accurate, I realized that that person didn't like listen notes because of 
how their show was presented because mm-hmm. they're supposed to be a a six figure podcast and they barely turn over a percentage. Right, but I would like somebody to show me where they're making money inside of podcasting, not because of your sponsors, your or whatever you want to call them, not from the outside of podcasting. Do you get what I'm saying? All right. So, like, let me, can I, can I? Yeah, but the, the, you know what I'm trying to say, right. though. So, let me put a square, we'll make a rectangle yeah. out of it. It's like what gets me about people in podcasting and, and what's bothered me since we've been to Podfest. Everybody sells a fucking course. Right. They sell a show, they sell something, they have to sell something. Now, sponsorship is a different thing. You get sponsorship for your show, that's fine. That's money that should, that's attributed right. to your show. But um, you selling a course, you're not making money off your podcast because you're selling a course. You're making money off your course because you're selling a course. Right. And it has nothing to do with your podcast. And it's not like people are making that Joe Rogan money or just money in general from their actual show. Right. Like you, no one that we, I, know of. that we know of that I've sat down and talked to can tell me 100% or even tell me 50% that they make money off their show. Right. That people listen enough that Spotify cuts them a check. And says, hey, here's your money. Apple sends them a check, which Apple's funny on the money anyway. And I did say that Apple. Because right. we, we're still fighting y'all right. for money. Once you send our check, we might retract that statement. Right, might retract it. And then the other places, like, you can't make money off Pandora, Amazon, or any of these places. Because when they send your information back, they're expecting whatever commercial you get from Spotify or your sponsors takes care of you. Right. So th- that's another area that I have an issue with Good Pods. Because Good Pods is a good game. They talk a good game about how they're here to help the community and all this stuff. But basically you're sitting your show over there and they're not helping you build your show or grow it. You're just growing it inside their ecosystem, inside their community. And then when you try to branch out and become bigger than that, I don't see any of these good podcasts ranking on Apple, not even in the 500 slot or even in a thousand slots when it comes to their show. So that's why I always take a grain of salt with people. I bite my tongue. I'm like, hey, let's sit down. Let's calm down. Because I know that people aren't putting in this real marketing. I've sat here with over 200 podcasters. I have sent QR codes to a set of podcasters and they passed them down. I taught people how to do the Snapchat. I grew my show. I didn't have a $5,000 allowance with some kind of uh, podcast studio to push the show or to do this and that. It was all on the blood, sweat, and tears of this one idea that Snapchat moves my show. It puts it in a location for 12 to 18 months, and it's longer now. I can actually sit down and say, we haven't been to Greensboro in two years. Mm -hmm. My show's still sitting in, our show's still sitting in Greensboro at Jake's Pub. I think that's the name (laughs) of it. So the thing that that just bothers me is like, if we don't talk about numbers, we just get that out the way. When you actually sit down to see residually where people get money out of podcasting, they don't get it out of podcasting. They get it out of the seller of a course. Everyone says, fine tune what you do, take your story, make it into a course and make some money. Right. And then when I get to the table, I just want, when I'm here and I'm talking to people about getting sponsors for people, getting sponsors for myself, and I'm like, hey, we got the numbers, we got what you're looking for, but then you make another excuse. But then I've also noticed once you actually, if you decide you want to pay for the course or you want to do the course or you want to get a little information, it's stuff you already know. Right, like, tell me how I can make money off of my podcast without making me spend a thousand dollars or more. Right. Like, I'm not expecting you to hand it to me on a silver platter. Yes, I understand that I'm going to have to go out there and I have to do the work. But until somebody can show me something that says I make this amount of money off of my show, 
I don't pay for any type of number fudging. I don't get any type of free service for number fudging. These are legit listeners. These are legit people that are actually out there listening to my show. Then you can tell me you make money off your podcast. And that's true. And that's what people should do. Like, I will say, honestly, 100% down on the paper. I've made my money inside podcasting. Right. I didn't have nothing else to go on because when I sat back and the first person I talked to, I can't name who they are because of a disclosure. The first person I talked to said that the hardest thing to do is make money inside podcasting because you have to develop a content that makes sense for more than 12 people. Right. I can only make stuff for six people. That's all I can do. The six faces of JR, the six faces (laughs) of Stacey. And I don't want to have to sit there and compartmentalize everything I do to fit a course to get these people to jump on. Yeah, I understand the deal of Patreon, which we do need to get on Patreon. We'll get that going one day. Right. But then again, it's I feel like that's something that's kind of outside of podcasting. Right. Because you have to put so much effort into everything in order to bring people to your show. Like, I can't just start a show and expect to make $100 a month on it. Right. I mean, that'd be... That'd be nice, $100 a month. Yeah, to start out. I, I ain't too greedy. I mean, come on. But... Like, I understand that's not how the process works. And you have to be able to promote, advertise, get paid advertisements, slots in your show, sponsorships of shows. Yes, you're going to get that stuff. But if you get someone that comes up to you and is like, hey, I want you to push this candy bar. Every time you do a podcast, I need you to take a picture and make sure it's always in the picture. And I want you to talk about it at least twice on your show. You're you're promoting a candy bar. You're not promoting your podcast. Right. And sometimes that's how you have to do it. And that's how you make money off of it because they're paying you to do that. I just went around about circle there. That made no sense, but it made sense. It did make sense. So one thing I do want to throw in here is one thing that I did wrong in podcasting, my fucking failure, and I hate to cuss at this, is is that I didn't invest in myself early on. Mm. That's the worst mistake I made. Now, return on your investment, I got an episode coming out about that, but this is one thing I want to speak on and and clip on real quick. You have to pick and choose what's going to make sense for your show after you've developed it and you got your systems and process. For example, and I'm not tooting the horn at CapShow or PodFlow or any of those, copywriters, artificial intelligence copywriters, using PodFlow or CapShow. The other ones, if you watch my YouTube video, you'll check out that stuff. So definitely go over to West Virginia and Commonplace and check that out on YouTube. Is this real quick thing? We started putting money into getting, all right, we, we put money in the show and we started getting those show notes and we saw SEO. Right. We've even seen it in, basically in Sparrow's review, we've seen it really hard. And then with the episode of Song of the South, I noticed when we started investing in something like that, mm-hmm. we, we put $30 in one and this and that and the other. That $30 turned into $67 one week. Right. And that's the thing I feel like people don't want to tell you. I know that we're going to have to invest X amount of dollars if we want to earn X amount of dollars. I understand that. But that's the thing that people aren't upfront about you with you. Oh, you can do anything. You can record an episode on your watch. You can record it on your phone. You can just stand here and do an episode right here all willy-nilly. I mean, yeah, you can, but it might not sound the best. And you're not going to gain a whole lot of people to do that. If you're just wanting to do it for fun, that's fine. Whatever. But no. If you're going to do that and you're only going to use the free stuff, if your goal is to make money, it's not going to happen. No, not so, not ever. And I'm not saying you went out here and you bought the best equipment because we know you didn't. 
but we bought what was affordable to us in the times when we bought them. I started out with $5 mics. Yep. From a, it was a $5. No, your first one was that $20 one from the Walmart. Samson, yeah. And then we got the $5 mics from the treasure hunt in Charleston. And we rocked them joints out. Yep. They went to Boston and everywhere. Yeah. And then you ended up with the Yetis. You ended up with uh, six Yetis altogether, yep. down to one now. Sold the rest of them. Yeah. And then now you have the Zoom recorder. And the Zoom uh, ZDMs. Zoom, yes. The ones that have the connectors. XLR. XLR, yeah. And XLR is a pure sound. We don't even record with a computer. The only thing we use a computer for is Podcastle to edit this stuff. And I can edit these shows in 30 minutes because I don't do distraction editing. That's one thing I want to clear up for everybody. I don't take out every single um and all that other stuff. I make sure audio level sound. And it sounds as pure as what I'm listening to right now when I talk or you talk. Right. And the, and if you want to edit and take all of that stuff out, that more power to you. And it kind of goes back to the episode we did the other day. You need to do what works for you. And we're going to do what works for us. But we noticed that we weren't getting a return on the podcast until we actually started investing some money into it. Going to different shows and different things like that. Right. So in finishing this episode, and this episode is just a podcast proclamation, um, I want to say this. If you're over there at Good Pods, and I'm speaking specifically to you podcasters that are at Good Pods, if you're out there fudging your numbers, and you're thinking you're tough out here doing whatever, and you're bragging and boasting about this stuff, when it comes time to get a sponsor, when it comes time to come to me for a consultant, when it comes time to go to anybody that can see your real numbers, remember, you can't lie. So I would like to throw this out here one more time. I say blast them. You know, someone's out there faking their numbers. Just put them out on blast. Cancel them before they get started. Right, because we don't need all this. Yeah, let, them, let them receive the karma they deserve. Yeah, no doubt in that. And we'd like to thank you for listening to WV on Commonplace. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. We have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, even though he's been kind of kind of lacking over there on the TikTok area. What else did I forget? Twitter, LinkedIn, anything. We also have a phone number. It is 304-462-9721. And you can also email us at wvuncommonplace at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our sister show, Sparrows Under Review. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok, where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn. Hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site. Join the email list from the website and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly, thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.